Welcome, family. Let's celebrate. The day has finally arrived. Welcome to the Greenhouse Effect Christian Show, where we will reap what we sow. But that doesn't have to be a bad thing. You see, a greenhouse is equipped to optimize conditions for growth. We are the Green Family, and we developed this show to use what God has equipped us with, the Word of God, to cultivate the people of God. As Christians, we will be tested by consistent changes of this world. Rather than be consumed by the world, we overcome by developing the mindset of Jesus Christ. The more we know, the more we grow. In the greenhouse, we will discuss topics that some people may not agree with or even feel comfortable addressing. However, as in gardening, the foulest smelling fertilizer yields the most bountiful, beautiful crop. Be prepared for in-depth conversations concerning health, social awareness, historical, and current events, Christian music, crossing several genres with insightful commentary, and also special guests. All right, family. Thank you for joining us, and welcome to The Greenhouse. I'm Dewan Green. I'm Adrika Green. And we are Team Green. Green. You know, it's been a long journey, mm-hmm. uh, but this journey didn't begin with this show. You know what I mean? It, it, it began a long time before us. It really, truly did. Um, it reminds me a lot of a, a lot of days I saw my grandparents who I studied under their tutelage. You know, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time in their household, them rearing me up. And every morning I would see them get up and hit their table. Mm-hmm. They would have their daily bread. Mm-hmm. Um, if it, yeah, <laughs> if you want to remember the daily bread, they're still around. The booklet, daily mm-hmm. devotion, get you about your way, you know, reading scriptures, start your day out. Um, as they would have their daily bread, they had their daily bread. So when they had their breakfast, they would have their Jesus. And I saw them doing it. I saw them starting their day off with that at the table every single morning before doing anything. And that was a regiment. You know, that was the discipline. I saw them. And it wasn't play, play. It wasn't fate. It wasn't them going out in the world and doing something that they wasn't about. But it was them equipping themselves. Um, means a lot to me. I say a lot. Had they not been my grandparents, uh, but just simply people I knew, they still would have been the most respected people in my life. So, so, and that's a blessing. Yeah. That's a, yeah. an amazing blessing to have because we both were brought up under that two glitch, you know, being instilled with that and having that in us, despite what we did in the world, mm. despite the journey we've been on back and forth here and there, we have that in us and thank God for it. Oh, yeah. We were given the foundation and anyone that knows about a good, strong foundation, mm-hmm. uh, if you build on top of it and something happens to that structure on top, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you can build yet again on the same foundation because it's structurally sound. It's fortified. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps you withstand the storm. Oh yeah, definitely. And that's that word. This is my grandmother's study Bible and, and I stand on it and I thank her for it. When she passed, this is one of the most precious things that I wanted to have and I have it. So I thank her for it. I really truly do. And actually I still have my mom. You may not remember this mom. You probably do, but yeah. you gave me this study Bible years 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 ago and i still have it and i use it and it's been a blessing to me it has helped me along this journey so this journey continues mm-hmm. uh, we take up our place in the lineage of those before us 
that put in the work, Warriors for Christ. So Team Green, the one in Madrika, we take up our place in this army, even more so in a different regard, to fight for the Lord. You take it seriously. Yeah, and this is what this show is about, uh, the Greenhouse Effect Christian Show. And you'll see. So let's go ahead and dive into the lesson. Let's get it. Let's, let's go. go. And after much evil and disobedience, Genesis 7, 4 says, For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. Alright, so God caused it to rain on the earth for forty days and forty nights. I mean, yeah, really, literally, washing away pretty much every living creature on the face of the earth. Of course, with the exception of those who were in the ark. That was Noah's family and the animals that he directed Noah to bring on the ark, right? But you got to understand, like, man, the evilness that was going on on the earth with God's creation. I mean, manipulating the genoid, basically making giants from the fallen angels and so forth. There's a lot of evilness in the world. And God looking down on that, his beautiful creation that he made to turn so foul and so evil. Really, if you look at Adam and Eve, uh, kind of quick, you know what I mean? And, and it Why hit. else would you want to watch something clean? It's yeah. filthy. Yeah. At that point, it was filthy. And you would think that with an act like that, that's an evil, angry God. But huh, the story continues. Now after the flood, in Genesis chapter 9, verses 8 through 17, God made a very serious covenant with Noah, his family, and every living creature on the earth. And that's the rainbow. Oh yeah, serious business and nothing to play with. Let's talk about it. So the word says in Genesis chapter 9, verse 8 through 17, And God spake unto Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And I behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you and with every living creature that is with you of the fowl, of the cattle, and of every beast of the earth with you, from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. It goes on in chapter 13, in verse 13. I do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. Hmm. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud. And I will look upon it that I re may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, this is the token of the covenant, 
which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. Whoa. Hmm. I mean, that's, that's big. I mean, it's a further episode coming up hmm. entitled Raise Up Off My Rainbow. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, we're going to pack a lot because it, it's a serious thing. Yeah. But for all intents and purposes, for this lesson, you got to understand it's a covenant. And this is God. Um, through the rainbow, mind you, which that is the meaning of the rainbow. And keep in mind, he had just washed away all the sin, a lot of death had just taken place on the earth. And through all that, here's Noah and his family and the animals on the, on the ark, rocking and rolling, on the waves of all the water, while all this stuff is going on, people screaming, save me, save me. Ah, you won. And so now, after all that, what he does, he gives a covenant through the rainbow to Noah, and not just to Noah, but to the generations following. And that comes to us, family. You know what I mean? And we see that. Oh, yeah. We see that to this day. I mean, think about it. When do you see a rainbow? Hmm. After the rain, right? Mm -hmm. This beautiful rainbow appears, and everybody's like, oh. I mean, I, I get so excited when I see it, knowing the word. what I know mm -hmm. and what it stands for. I mean, that's amazing. That's truly amazing. It truly is. So it's nothing to be played with. And we understand that uh, there are some people that are perverting the meaning of the rainbow. And just like Nebuchadnezzar, uh, you take the youth and we'll change them up and they have no understanding and knowledge of self in the history and the truth of the word. And so they'll start learning things from a certain perspective and that's all they ever know. Mm -hmm. But not to get it twisted, this was God and is rather God's covenant with mankind that he wouldn't destroy the earth again in that manner. This implies something else, you know what I mean? But at any rate, this was his promise. And this is the almighty God, right, really. For him to say, hey, when you see that rainbow, pretty much call me on my word. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah this is my word with you. That's pretty big. This is God. Doesn't have to do that. But he thinks enough for us to say, hey, I'm going to give you this rainbow. You know what I mean? I know pot of gold at the end of it. But this rainbow as a token and a covenant between you and me. And it's pretty big. It's pretty powerful if you think about it. So that same God we talked about earlier, where you think maybe so evil, um, he did it for a purpose, a fresh start, to give us a fresh start. Uh, but we know how the story goes. So let's continue. John 1, 1 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Let's talk about that. But please know, if you have any reservations on whether or not Jesus is the living word, wait a minute. All right, family. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. Now, we won't read them all, all 18 verses, but preferably you will. Mm -hmm. Let's start with verses 1 through 4. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Let's go over to verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Jesus, the way, the truth, and, and the life. 
the life, as it says in verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. See, Jesus was already with God in heaven. You know, when he came to earth, he became the word in the flesh. But the word is, is a living word. It's like digesting the word of God is digesting Jesus. Like, seriously. And so having the word in you becomes living because you walk, you talk, you do, you doers of the word. You should be. And then that's Jesus alive within you. You know what I mean? That's a living word within you. But this word. So if this word of God is Jesus, then that's really what it's about. Because you look at the Bible, what he left us, all the love. I mean, the history book, the genealogy of all the people. If you follow who they are, where they went, who they became, even to this day, it'll tell you a lot. You know, through the parables, all the love, the gospel was the gospel of Christ, the love, the grace, the mercy, the how to walk, how to talk. We had the first Adam, right? Jesus came, he was the second Adam. You know what I mean? One sin came through, through Jesus, that was the spotless lamb of which all sin was consumed and taken on by him as our saving grace. You get what I'm saying? And so how to walk, how to talk, how to interact, how to live. You know, it's like he's down, he's in heaven. And he's looking down like, okay, I'm going to teach him how to stuff. I'm going to teach him how to live. Now, I know the laws and the things that I put before them can be a, a tad bit difficult. But guess what? It's possible. Sorry. Yeah, and so he came and he walked and he talked. And I know Jesus walked physically this earth a long time ago, but the word is still here. He left his Holy Spirit and he left his word, okay, which is him. And so you look at it, even prophecy, even the revelations of what is to come. These last days, everything from beginning to end is all in the book. So if you spend time, have a relationship with the Father, it's through Jesus, which is through the word. That's the lineage. That's the link. Connect that dots. La, la, la. It's for real. Like straight up. Yeah. You got to get to the Father through Jesus, which is the word. This is what you need. The word. Any and everything. You're depressed about something. You're feeling a type of way about something. Any and everything you can think about. Oh, your yeah. peace. How to get your peace. Your joy. How to get your joy. Everything. It's in the word, but you got to spend time. You got to spend time. You got to have a relationship uh, with God. And that is through the word of God, through Jesus, and unlocking the mysteries and the love that he has for you through the word of God. So it's living and it can live in you. So spend time with the word. The word is everything. The word of life. Indeed. Matthew. Chapter 7, verses 15 through 23. Ye shall know them by their fruit. And the word says, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns of, or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, 
neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. And buyer beware, 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 beware of what some may possibly be simple. I'm just saying. This is Jesus, obviously. It's him. His judgment is just that. He has the metric state at the end of what is and what is not acceptable to him. But I tell you what, uh, try to spirit by the spirit. The Holy Spirit is left with us. And through the, the word of God, that's the litmus test. Even from a prophet that claims to be a prophet, wait for it. And if it doesn't come through, obviously there's no light in it. And that's what the word says. But this, the word of God, this is what you compare against. And the word is supposed to be for reproof, mind you. So what you read and what you feel God has given you an understanding of, someone else read, someone's given them an understanding of, then not to argue with, that's not the spirit. Come on, of our God, you know what I mean? Definitely Jesus is to sit down and, and try to figure out what that is. It may be pieces to a puzzle. What he has for you is different than what he has for me. Yeah, and if you put them together, you know what I mean? A piece and a piece. Ah, instead of just arguing your point, you may have a good valid point, and the Father may have given you that point. But guess what? He may have given you that point to supplement and complement someone else's point, and you meet in the same place. Because if you have your eyes on Jesus, right? That's the focal point. And you're somewhere else. Someone has their eyes on Jesus, right? In the Word. And different focal point. You're going to merge together. You're going to come together at some point. Indeed. And that's what it's about. And so you should know the tree by the fruit it bears. So claiming to be anything, anything whatsoever, like even misquoting the Bible. Well, money is the root of all evil. No, the Bible doesn't say that. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. And that's why you got to read it for yourself. For yourself. Don't just go along with what the preacher says. This person says, mm -hmm. look into the word, read it for yourself, know it for yourself. So you can't be duped. You can't be tricked. <laughs> My grandmother would tell me that all the time. You know, read for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you understand that was a time, especially as melanated people, just being honest, because uh, the slave Bible existed. And that a certain understanding of the word of God was kind of curtailed, it was cut off. You only gave a certain portion. And so your remix, your, your spin of that thing was given to you. And so you missed a lot of it. But that dog don't hunt no more. Them days over. So if you can read, and I'm being honest, if you can read, I suggest that you read. You get into the word. Pray for understanding and discernment so God can talk to you because you're going to need to know these things, especially during these days. It's seriously because it's a lot of fake false prophets but God warns you of that beware of that because what they're wrapped up in could be the most meek and mildest uh, they know the word back and forth they can quote so many scriptures you know and then you're like whoa you're blowing away that's that wolf in sheep 
now it sounds good but if you don't go and, and pray for understanding to have a conversation with whomever it can lead you in the wrong direction because the father is never going to lead you wrong trust and believe so try spirit by the spirit uh, and produce the fruit by getting in the word so if you're in the word the fruit should bear itself which is Jesus Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 be not deceived God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap hmm. and short verse with a lot to it so I mean, you shall reap what you sow <laughs> you know for the longest time when I heard that it was like you gonna reap what you sow like it's a bad thing and and I came up like believing it, it was just a bad thing like it was only one way to that but thank God that I read the word and see it's a twofold situation it could be good or it can be bad it's like what are you sowing what do you expect to reap like what are you putting out and you surely um, for every action there's a reaction cause and effect you can go about and thinking that you're getting away with something by sowing so much negativity in the world, doing people so dirty, whatever the case may be, thinking that you're good. It depends on which circles you're traveling or whatever, you're protected in that regard, but what about God? Hmm. You know, you may be covered in the way of man, but are you covered in the eyes of God? Like seriously. So you're gonna reap what you sow. And sometimes, just like seasons, it may take a while to catch up with you. Like, night. Oh, it's going to catch up with you. <laughs> you know how it was when your mom, daddy, whomever, you know, told you, hey, I'm going to get you when I get home. I know what you did. I got a phone call from the school. And then you get home. They get home, rather. They, you go to bed. You think it's over. Went, pop, pop, pop. <laughs> they wake you up with that raw correction. And it's like, man, I thought I got away with it. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> So serious business though. And that's know. why it's so important to have the word in yeah. you. And it's not meant for you to keep it for yourself yeah. and hold on to it and be stingy about it. You got to share that. Yeah. You got to sow into people. Yeah, you got to sow into people. And it's, it's very important. Mm -hmm. But what are you sowing? What are you giving out to people? Just like having advice. A lot of good advice come from people going through a lot of treacherous, mm -hmm. trying times. Yeah, life's experience. Yeah. And, but they've grown through it. And so what they have to offer it's to you. We call it paying forward, right? And I know you heard that before, right? Pay it forward. Like, sow that to somebody else. Don't hurt other people based on your hurt. Hurt people can hurt people, but you don't have to be. You can be a person that's been hurt so much, but you've grown through it, and God has worked and processed that through you, and now you're better equipped to turn around and help somebody else, especially. Somebody. Yeah, help and bless. You can resonate with an individual that's going through the same thing that you've been through. Everything is not everybody's story, but through his life, you'll be compa I mean, you'll be surprised mm -hmm. how many people mm -hmm. have been through the same thing. But they, they just need to know that there are other people out there that have been through. Yeah, indeed. And it helps them process and understand it and it save a life. Or so. Yeah, and that's serious business. So you read what you saw. You really truly do. Just make it a good thing. <laughs> so you see family when you see this logo this banner 
please know that it's more than that. It's like our flag. It's what we stand on. These biblical truths. Are you deeply rooted in the word of God, which is Jesus? Just trust and believe. You shall know the tree by the fruit it bears. What are you putting out? What are you sowing? What do you expect to reap? Just trust and believe. God destroyed the earth because of the disobedience and evilness of men. That covenant he left us with, that beautiful rainbow, you know the one you see after a rainy, stormy day? Oh yeah, that promise is real. God doesn't lie. He keeps his covenant, and so should we. Now hopefully you better understand what this is all about. Oh yeah, biblical principle, plain and simple. That's the foundation. You know, what God has given us, it was intentional. You know, everything starts with the word of God. You know, the Holy Word, the Holy Bible, that's Jesus. You know what I mean? That's the word, right? That's our foundational base. You know, if you're deeply rooted in the word of God and having that Jesus in your life and you're rooted, you're going to grow, right? The more you know, the more you grow. And as you grow, that Jesus grows in you, right? You're going to sprout out. You're going to bear fruit. You're going to be born. You're going to bear fruit. And that fruit, you're supposed to sow in others, right? You reap what you sow. You know, and it's all covered in the promise of God, which is, you know, a covenant from God, which is the rainbow. Because he and we understand how difficult life can be. You know what I mean? Rainy, thunderstorm-filled, sorrow-filled days. I mean, but it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right because after the storm, you know what I mean? That's that rainbow. You know? A reminder. A reminder. But it's going to be okay because the word of God, if you read it, his promises are true. You know? It's going to be okay. But the way to get through the storm is, is, is the word of God. Now, you got to weather the storm. Have faith. Test and prove it. Time and time again, if you look at the stories in the Bible, look at Joseph, look at so many, look at Daniel, look, look at so many others in the word of God, what they've been through, and God brought them through. Look at the children of Israel, man, you know, so he, he'll bring you through a lot, but he'll also give you what you need. I always said he'll take you through to bring you out. And right. you come out, you're a new creature in him. So keep it pushing, family. Keep it pushing. Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua put it plain to the children of Israel. How can you act brand new and forget who brought you through? Look at the world then and look at the world now. There are so many so-called gods, but there's only one most high. So please, choose today whom you shall serve. But as for me and my house, oh yeah, we shall serve the Lord. And the word says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. 
and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Please believe me. Amen. And read his entirety, family, because at that point, Joshua was telling them, mm-hmm. and they had already went through being taken from, the children of Israel, mind, mm-hmm. had been taken from Egypt. I mean, all the things that they've been through, crying out to God, help us, save us. I mean, they were slaves. Mm-hmm. I mean, 400 years, right? All the time, it's a long time to be in slave, slavery. And calling out to God, calling out to God, and then God answer you, and he bring you from it. And you come through that, and get in the wilderness, and you brought us out here to die, Moses. Huh? So he's reminding them, not only about that, because you see every little opportunity they got, they would run back to serving the other gods. Because they were immersed with those other gods. You know what I mean? They were impatient. Yeah. And so they wanted instant gratification. Yeah. Isn't that the same today? It's microwave generation mindset. You know what I mean? You want what you want. Like God is a genie in a bottle. Yeah. And you feel they obligated. You think you're obligated. Nah. You're not entitled. You know what I mean? You duty bound to worship God, the most high God. And so he's telling them, you know, you know what? If it's too much for you, do what you do. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And with that, I feel that. And, and that's the posture you got to have in this time because it's so many roads and ways to all kind of gratification, fleshly, monetary, otherwise. I mean, you can get it. You can go out and get it because there's other ways, many ways rather, to show you to get certain things. It's like a form of godliness, but no God. You're going around God, you know? But he warned them. And, and it's a testament to stand firm in the word, don't switch up. And that's what we're about, the greenhouse effect. Christian show, right? It's a double entendre, mind you, because we are the greenhouse and also what a greenhouse means. We'll get to that in a second, but when it comes to us and what we're about, we switched up. We've throttled back from a lot of things in life. And we're not concerned about what the world thinks. Nah. We're not going to conform to the world. Not people pleasers. Nah, we're conforming to, to the word. Yes. Pleasing to God, and that's, that's about it. That's all that matters. Yeah. So, we're going to serve the Lord. And so, the greenhouse hmm, is also creating a greenhouse effect. Like, hmm. Wait for it. Let's see. Wait Now, when you think of a greenhouse, a garden inside of a building, or some type of structure, comes to mind, right? Let's see what the word says. Genesis chapter 2, verses 7 and 8. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. So you see, family, the first greenhouse was actually the Garden of Eden. God created a world. 
He created a garden and he placed man, his loving creation, in that garden, that first greenhouse. So why? Why the Garden of Eden? Why that first greenhouse? I mean, look at it. God had created the entire world. Everything God created was good, right? So why put his loving creation in that garden? Under his custody and care. Hmm. That should tell us a lot. That we should be very careful about where we sow. Let's see what the word says about it. In the book of Matthew, chapter 13, Jesus gives us a powerful parable of the type of faith we should display and how to be good stewards of the seeds we sow. Matthew, chapter 13, verse 4. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Matthew, chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Matthew, chapter 13, verse 7. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. So what does it mean? Well, let's dig deeper and see what the word says. Matthew, chapter 13, verse 19. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. Matthew chapter 13 verses 20 and 21. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receiveth it. Yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. Matthew chapter 13, verse 22. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word. And the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. So you see, family, another cautionary tale by Jesus. And with love, too. Because you see, we are the soil. In his word, well, that's the seed. What type of Christian are you? Are you the type described in verse 19? One who doesn't understand the word of God? Or worse than that, disregards the word of God. One who allows the world to come and take something that God intended for you. Or are you the Christian, the comfortable Christian, as described in verse 20 and 21? One that who is content with being seen 
as if on the surface, but is not rooted in the word. How can you stand? Or are you the Christian described in verse 22 that allows the world to compete with the word of God? Too busy to execute what God has given you. Because you see, family, God does not give us the word to sit idly on it. He wants us to be doers of the word. So please receive the word of God. Now let's see what the word says about good ground. Matthew chapter 13, verse 8 says, But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. It further explains in verse 23, But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth, some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. So there you have it, family. If we take time to spend time in the word, pray for understanding of the word, and apply the word, Jesus will come alive in our lives and the lives of others. Because after all, Jesus is the true vine. Let's show the world his fruit with our faith. Let's, Let's touch, touch and, and agree. agree. Matthew, Matthew chapter 18, 18 verse 19. All right, family. Let's get into another parable. Another literal, actual word to live by, given by Jesus. And this one in particular had great importance to the disciples and has great importance to us all. Let's find out why. This comes from Matthew chapter 13, verse 24 through 30. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went away, went his places. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and in the time of harvest I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. And we know wheat is wheat, right? But the tare is a weed. So it's wheat and the wheat. So let's see how it is further explained in verses 36 through 43. It says, Then Jesus 
sent the multitude away and went into the house and his disciples came unto him saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out his kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth, then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Who have ears to hear, let him hear. Please hear. And yes. I mean, that's big because the end of time, I mean, when you think about a garden, you plant a garden, uh, a weed or a tear can be just about anything. You can have a, a tulip garden and a rose sprouts up it can be a weed because it's the unwanted flower in your garden. Of course, we know the garden is, is the earth, you know, and this is deeper than that because if you look at uh, wheat seed sprouting up, and it's terror, any other uh, seed sprouting up, and they're small, you, can kind of, you can't really tell the difference. Yeah, it sprouts up, terror. And so it's people, you know, so we look around and you see. You say, okay, well, God created everybody, right? We're all human beings, right? Love is all, right? It's another cautionary tale. Let you know that we may look the same. Exactly. But amongst us, it's not all God's people. Period. And so you need to be aware of that. That God is allowing them to, to grow, to exist. The Son of Man is Jesus, right? And so he's going to deal with those in the end, for all those that cry, especially in prayer, that don't understand all the evilness in the world, how can God allow this to take place? To those outside of the faith, I mean, your God allow this, your God is so merciful. Like, He's allowing this because He is giving everyone an opportunity to get back. You know what I mean? It's a choice, it's a power in your choice. Salvation can be given to you if you follow Jesus, if you accept the ways of being a Christian. Because there's only one way to be spared of destruction and hellfire. Because what's going to happen is he's coming back. Jesus is definitely coming back. And he's coming back and he's going to get his people, such as described in the parable, he's going to get them out of the way. You know what I'm saying? And so those who subscribe to be with the evil one, which is the devil, Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but we have to wait. You know what I'm saying? But what he has for them is the fire. You know what I mean? And so what he when he sends down the fire for those who are left, we good and out the way, they'll be burned up. You know you've heard the expression, the grim, the grim reaper. 
That's an angel, and they call it the Grim Reaper, the angel of death, right? There you have it. He's going to send his angels because if you read in Revelations, the angels are the ones when he unleashed, which you may say the beast, you may say it's evilness, but it's his judgment. Judgment, he's coming to judge the world. So disassociate yourself from the evils of the world <laughs> and live by the word of God. Live within the parameters of this book to spare yourself to be counted in the number of the tear. Which as the tear does, you know what I mean? Could I, just like in the garden, chucking out the life of God's living people. Yeah. If you allow it. If you allow it to. But also to those who do the works of the evil one. You know, you're subscribing to his business, but understand your day is coming. And it's not too late. To turn away from him and them and theirs. Come on back in the fold. Mm. <laughs> because who you serve is directly connected to what you go deserve. Plain and simple. See, we live our lives and, and in the family, the body of Christ, you should live your life understanding what's due to you. There is no fear of death. You know what I mean? God, you only live once. Stop, stop, stop. People are gassed up on a big, bold-faced lie, running around, having riches, lavish things, living their life, buying to the lie which Satan has given them. But time and time and time. Wise up, you know, because we've been there. Time to be up. Because he's coming back and he's made it crystal clear. This is Christ speaking about what his intentions are. And I know a lot of people may not understand a lot of mysteries of revelation and what is to come, but understand this is pretty plain because he made it pretty plain, right? In a parable, he made it plain light so you can understand it's how much love he had for you. He didn't, he didn't miss you with it, he hit you with it. You know what I mean? And, and that's a light tap. <laughs> how about that? But who we man? Well, fire you burns, baby. So don't put yourself in that now. Just, you have a choice. Choose wisely. Serve the most high God through Jesus by getting in the word. You're going to be alright. You're going to be alright. Trust and believe. Sometimes there are obstacles in the road that can leave you feeling low and you don't know how to move forward. And sometimes there are turns you want to take But the way gets hard to trace Now you're wondering how did you get here But don't you give up until you see How God is ordering your steps So you can walk into your seats He that has begun A great work in you is faithful to perform. God is faithful to perform. He that has begun a great work in you is faithful to perform it. Our God is faithful. I declare you will know the favor of the Lord. A heart.
feel like you lost your way, get back to Yahweh. 66 books of the Bible, Route 66, GPS. Calibrate yourself spiritually and get back on track. We deviate sometimes. We know when you're going somewhere, go and get back. This is your spiritual balance, parameter, GPS, the way to find your way back to the promises he left for us. You know what I mean? One of the biggest ways is being fit, fit for Christ. And next episode, entitled Nothing New Under the Sun, it's going to be powerful. We're going to unpack a lot. Yeah. And so stick with us, ride with us, tune in. Uh, fit for Christ is my wife's segment. My baby, yeah. my ministry. Yeah, some God gave her, and I'm so excited uh, to be a part of the great work God has put in her life. Because this show originally was going to be called Unapologetic Christian. I should be real; it was going to be me. Uh, whoa, what I felt going in, <laughs> what I felt being <laughs> off the chain, just going in. You know what I mean? Like God, nah, man, it's crazy, man. All this stuff going on. I, I tell somebody, it's evil. <laughs> And God settled my spirit. Yeah. You know, her love is God's love. Seriously. And I'm so thankful for her because he settled me in that regard. And she has always been about fitness, health awareness. That's uh, been near and dear to her heart, her ministry. And just like God has put us together, it's a beautiful thing what he has done by putting us together, which is a great work. So fit, being fit for Christ, as I probably mentioned in a previous post, um, it's more than just being physically fit. You have to be overall fit, which means mind, body, and your spirit. So it's a lot that I'm going to be talking about, not just working out. Um, so stay tuned. We love you, family. Trust and believe. Uh, it's a label of love, but it's worth it. Because guess what? You're worth it. We're worth it. And so from the greenhouse to your house, take care. Until then, stay in the word. Because that is the only thing that's going to sustain you. Thank you, thank you, thank you again for joining us, for supporting us. And uh, hopefully you'll continue to ride with us. And what we're sharing with you will resonate in your spirit. And you as well will do the same.